Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Drive and Dish Podcast. There's the Drive and Dish. Quick, quick. Welcome to your total moment, my friend. To start it off, it's Kevin Rafuse and Justin Kuzart. Let's go. One, two, one, two, mic check. So, I talk a lot of food topics when we start the show here, I've noticed, and it, it kind of <laughs> falls in line with what I talk about on, like, the radio show a lot, too. Um, so, I, I, I want to take a moment to apologize, but this episode will be no different. I'm going to talk food again for, for whatever, five minutes or so until... Food until... and Weddings, Justin Kuzar, Mixtape, <laughs> Volume 1, dropping soon. Oh, dude, in that last wedding, it was great. Don't get me wrong. I loved the wedding, but it, <laughs> no, was, you didn't. it was it was a little hot, and it was outside, <laughs> and your boy was sweating real bad, so oh, it was rough. But regardless, it was, it was a good wedding, happy for the couple, but back to the food topic. I slid in to someone's DMs this weekend. <laughs> And the reason I did it is because I'm trying to get free food. So I slid into Oscar Mayer's DMs on Twitter Uh because they have this thing called the Ice Dog Sandwich. Did you see this? I'm already disgusted. So it's an ice cream sandwich. The the bread is like the the bun, I guess, of the ice cream sandwich. It's just a cookie. Uh And then in it, the ice cream part of it. Half is what I would assume is like vanilla, but it has bits of hot dog in it. And then the other half is a frozen ice cream that's mustard flavored. Yeah, we're gonna fight if you eat this. <laughs> so like we're at, like we're gonna square <laughs> up and fight on and stream it live on Facebook. But wait, there's more. No, I don't, is there does there need to be Cause, more? Because they posted about it and they're like, let us know if you're interested. And I was like, yo, what's up? I'd give this a try. Apparently, I was one of the first 10 people to DM them about it. So I have been put into the runnings of potentially winning 50 boxes of this thing. Oh, my God. So I gave them my address and I guess I'll know actually... I'll know they said between today and tomorrow. By the time they're hearing this, I'll already know because they said by the 14th, uh, we will we'll know if we won. I so, don't want one for the record. You should prank people with them if you, you get it. But, like, you have to have one. Like, no, I, I, I have to give it to everybody. Everybody no. has to eat one. Justin, I really, 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 <laughs> really, really, let me let me just make this clear. Really, really, really like ice cream. Like it is probably one of my three favorite things on earth. The only dessert that comes close is cheesecake. By the way, for the record, I really okay. like cheesecake too. Cheesecake's good. But dude, yeah. 
like I can't defile ice cream like this. Like I'm, that's why I'm that's why I'm defensive about this. I'm really protective about ice cream. It's not you. It's the ice cream. But here's the thing. It is free. <laughs> and it might actually taste good. Who knows? Like we no, don't know. No, it won't. It might. It's a hot dog and mustard flavor. I don't even like mustard that much, Loki. Like it's good, but I don't want it as ice cream. I've noticed as I've gotten older, I've liked mustard and ketchup less and hot sauce more. Like as I've gotten older, that's been the progression of the way it goes. See, I feel like that's been me moving to the south thing. Like Maybe I just I don't know. Too. Like being up there, like even in restaurants and stuff, ketchup. like hot sauce is around, but it's never the first. Like no. I still like ketchup. I definitely only use it on a couple of things. Like I only really use it on fries at this point. Well, and they were uh, they were debating that on on Twitter the other day. Is like ketchup good on eggs? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I've never had eggs without ketchup until recently when I've yeah. been putting hot sauce on it. So it's like, you know. Yeah, I'm a hot sauce on my eggs guy. Um, I use ketchup if, if I don't have a choice yeah. or if I need so if there's just no hot sauce around. Um, I dude, I got it's nice. I got like I got a rotation going. I got a couple different to, like switch the game up a little bit from <laughs> making eggs every morning. Like yeah, got, oh no, I'm the same way. I'll throw I'll throw a little bit of Italian seasoning in the eggs to give it a little pop. I'll throw some. Oh, hot I meant sauce the hot sauces. It. Oh yeah, you got to change up the hot sauces too. Don't I got, worry, like, you should do that too though. Frank's Tabasco. You just throw a little bit in there. Sometimes sometimes I'll cook the eggs a little extra long so they're kind of like not dry, but they've got like that hardness to them. You yeah. cook them a little less so that they're a little wet and runny and. And then you're just good to go. Yeah, a uh, hot take. See what I'm about to do here. Oh, um, I don't really like Tabasco that much. I don't like it as Frank's is my go-to. Yeah, Frank's. I think Frank. Um, yo, yo, Frank, sponsorship sponsorships available. Yeah, like hit us up. <laughs> um, Frank's is my go-to. I have a there's a, a hot sauce that I got. Um, I originally had it in Nashville, but I found it here in Florida, like randomly shopping. It's called Hoff. It's really good. I like that. I've been using that like, a lot recently. Like David David Hasselhoff. Yeah, but only H O F F. It's real oh, good. I got actually kind of excited that it was like his brand or something. No. no <laughs> um, what else is good? Uh, Crystal is really good. Um, okay. Cholula is really good. Cholula is good, um, uh, but it reminds me of a band here in Jacksonville, so I kind of feel weird about it. What? There's a band in Jacksonville that plays like around town. They're called Cholula. Uh-huh. They're pretty good. Um, oh. Sublime really likes them, which is kind of weird. But yeah, I mean, Cholula is good, so yeah. I would hope. But if if somebody uses that name, it'd be good. Um, and then like I like I have sriracha too. Obviously, sriracha is different. Like I, I don't know how like it because it's like it's hot sauce, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm more for the flavor of it more than I am wanting it to be like hot. You know what I mean? Like like Frank's because Frank's isn't that hot, but it's got a certain flavor to it and that's what yeah. I'm looking for. Well, you just like I don't want my hot sauce like I'll try something that's hotter, but I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to yeah. like yakking up fire after I don't want to be I don't want to be looking like the people that are on the hot ones uh, yeah. video. Uh, before we do get into this episode, I mean we've been talking about it. We're going to get into uh, a whole bunch of uh, the, the NBA schedule, uh, some other stuff going on. We're going to talk about the Rich Paul rule a little bit and uh, kind of keep it easy for you on this uh, summertime content episode that we're dropping. Uh, but before we do, we want to give a shout-out to lineups.com, the guys that host us. They are awesome. Uh, they're not specifically for basketball. They're for all sports. You can go there. There's a bunch of podcasts for everything. But at the same time, they've got a bunch of basketball stats, football stats. I know fantasy football kicking up. Everybody's getting that group chat that says, yo, um, you guys still in this year, and are you cool for $25 again? So 
Um, girlfriends, understand this month is going to be a little rough because everybody's dropping money on fantasy football. But at yeah. the same time, it's uh, it's awesome. And again, if you need some fantasy uh, tips, fantasy numbers, all that stuff for basketball, football, any kind of sport, be uh, be sure to check out lineups.com. And at the same time, uh, if you are feeling like uh, adventurous mood, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to the podcast on, uh, or give us a like on YouTube if you're watching the stream, because that would be awesome as well, uh, because we do like to give you guys shout-outs when you drop us reviews. Yeah, because, you know, it's funny. We almost did this last episode, and because, you know, we actually, because we are the Driving Dish NBA podcast. Hey, welcome, everybody. I'm Kevin <laughs> Rafe. You joining me as always, my co-host, Justin Kuzart. It takes the same amount of time to write a verse as it does to get from the airport security to my gate because I take pictures and sign autographs. So maybe I should use the extra time to work on my game too, question mark. Is this Damian Lillard? Yes. Dame has been going off on some people. I can't imagine somebody seeing Dame drop a mixtape and being like, this dude could have taken that time and been in in the gym working. Well, Dane's been killing that since last year, too, because he's one of those people who doesn't post the gym videos at all. And he's just mm-hmm. like, yo, what do you want from me? Like, I show up in shape, ready to go. Like, you, don't, you know, it's like, why are you idiots falling for the trap pretty much? So I, I obviously yeah. respect that move every single time. Yeah, I, I was like, are you seriously? <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised Dame's even like chirping back at people. But I get it. Like, if you hear it enough, then eventually you're going to be like, guys, come on. Like, give me a second. Like, I do have to listen to that album. Do you, and it's like my thing, like, think about your job. Do you go home and still do things that make you better at your job? No, you you relax, you take time off, you do things that you like. Dame's doing something that he likes, he's chilling. It's not a, you know, I understand it's a different spotlight because it's a sport, but at the same time, the dude's allowed to take some time off. Yeah, it's it's not that big of a deal. No, not at all. That's I, just I what it all comes down to. I agree. Um, but yeah, I had to sneak that intro in there. You know, yeah, I, no, I, I forgot we we. I think, I, forgot. Be a, I think that'd be a first on show history. We got we got a little ahead of ourselves, but I wanted to make sure we hit up lineups uh, because fantasy, all that stuff going on is is definitely important to mention uh, because uh, you know uh, that that uh, fantasy team isn't going to win itself. Yeah, it it is not. And now a word from our sponsors. The Driving Dish NBA can now be played hands free. Just say to your Amazon Echo. Play podcast, The Drive-In Dish NBA, and you can hear all our episodes. So the NBA schedule, schedules, I should say, there's multiple, uh, have come out. They came out the other day, and I've got a little bit of beef with, with some people that are claiming the, um, <laughs> the, the NBA TV games are national TV games. They're not. Yeah. So, so like, for example... Uh, the 76ers, because we're homers, uh, have 24 nationally televised games this year. Yep. Um, and what I was saying, like I tweeted that out. I was like, we've got 24 this year. Crazy to think back in 2015, we had zero. We had none. Um, and then I saw some other Sixers writers who are way, way more respected in the field than I am. I'll give them that. Way more... Um, professional than i am i'll give them that too but they were tweeting that there was 36 games so then i felt like i was an idiot and counted wrong and i was like how did i count that many off because i actually went through the schedule and counted the ones that were tv games so Mm -hmm. i was worried i had it wrong and then i realized that they were if you added in 
the NBA TV games that the Sixers have, they would have 36. So oh, yeah. Let's just get that out there. 36 is the total number of games that the Sixers will have on a TV, but 24 of them are like ESPN, TNT, stuff like that. So 24 is the important number in that aspect. But I completely, like, I thought I was wrong. I deleted the tweet. I was like, oh, my God, like, three or four people, like, retweeted it, were talking to me about it, we were chatting. I felt like an idiot. And then I was like, oh, I'm not an idiot. I should have trusted myself. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah, so it's really funny. Um, you know, we have League Pass. Yeah. I have pretty, like, a standard cable package. Um, I don't get NBA TV for some reason. So those are the oh. only games I cannot watch under any circumstance. <laughs> I have to go out and find a stream for because I, you know, I can watch any game on League Pass except mm-hmm. Orlando. I can't watch the Orlando games, but I have Orlando. Um, it's on. I think it's Fox Sports South. I think is the channel. Okay. And so okay. I'll get Orlando games, and obviously, you know, I got TNT, I got ESPN. So any of the nationally televised ones, any of the ABC games, I got, but. Just ironically, the NBA TV games are the only ones I can't watch without having to find something. So the first uh, games, which I believe are on October um, 22nd, yeah, Tuesday, October 22nd, that's when the 74th regular season kicks off, or tips off, I should say. Uh, Kicks off's a football thing. Uh, But they've got, how do you feel about the first few games? I mean, to me, the later game, Clippers-Lakers, that's a no-brainer. You got to do it. Of course. The game before that, which, if I'm remembering correct, is the Raptors, and I'm forgetting who they are. Pelicans. Facing. Pelicans. So they're they're throwing Zion right into the mix right away. Plus the Raptors. I feel like that one's more of a eh game to me. Like you could have you could have found a better one to me. That's a weird matchup. Like get put the Raptors. The Raptors. You know it's going to be banner night for the Raptors. So right. the defending champions. You always give them that respect. Um, but and I get the Pelicans hype, like I do Zion, all that stuff, rah rah. But like, come on, man, give me a division opponent. Yeah, like, give me Milwaukee. Let's do something fun. I was, and I get it; it has to be Raptors. But if it were me, it's like, yeah, throw up like a Boston Sixers or a Milwaukee Sixers. Throw up a Indiana Boston, Indiana Milwaukee. Like you know, like the teams that are really gonna yeah, give be... me a Toronto Philly. Like how about yeah. that series last year? Give me a Toronto Boston. Give me yeah. just. And again, no disrespect to the Pelicans. Like, put the Pelicans on another night. I totally understand your Zion hype. Like, they've got so, but I mean, because they've got the Pelicans playing twice on uh, in the first four days. Yeah. Um. But yeah, give me. It was. It's a weird matchup. Like, I'm, I mean, obviously, like I'm gonna watch it, and there are reasons to watch it. But it's just, yeah, for opening night, it seems a little strange to have the defending champion Toronto play in New Orleans. Like, give me Milwaukee. Give me a Philly. Give me a Boston. You know. Give me an Easter card. Hell, even give me a Brooklyn. <laughs> I mean, I agree. Like, I, I thought it was kind of surprising. I get the Zion hype. Um, I put out uh, on my Twitter a, a prediction that uh, – hold on, let me pull it up. I'll, I'll tell you all my predictions. So my prediction is Wednesday morning, people on Twitter will be debating that Zion is a bust because <laughs> <laughs> that's what will happen. There will be a disgusting amount of Lakers slander uh, in the morning. Oh, yeah. Twitter will say the Celtics... Well, let's say win. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure they won't. I think Kawhi's going to go off and, and make a statement, and then everybody for... Until they play again, which I'd have to check, but I know they're playing on Christmas, so until they play again, that will be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And and I'm sure the NBA kind of I guess the NBA is going to win out regardless of how that goes down because if the Lakers win, it's going to be oh my god the Clippers can't do it they're not the kings of LA anymore and if the Lakers do it it's going to be regardless of what happens there's going to be some stupid amount of slander on either of the team. Um, I think that Thursday morning and this is more just the way I think it's going to go that uh, Twitter's going to believe that the Celtics are a lock for the finals. Uh, because they do play, I believe, the Sixers on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, so Wednesday, Wednesday's a good one. Wednesday's yeah. a good rivalry night. Uh, Sixers, Celtics, and uh, Nuggets, Portland. Yeah, so I, I think the Celtics are going to win that, and I think that's going to throw Twitter into a frenzy, saying that, they, you know, it's this, it's that. They didn't need Al Horford. You know, there's just so many storylines I can see coming out of that. So I think that's going to be a thing. And I also think uh, Friday there will be... Friday morning, there will be a Westbrook and Harden can't work together. Um, some sort of argument going on. Even if they win. Even if they win and like Harden goes off and Westbrook kind of has like a meh game, I still think that will be around. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised they... Well, I'm, I'm glad that they didn't double up on the Christmas matchups with these early ones. Um, yeah. Other than Clippers-Lakers, which which I guess is just the obvious one. Um, I would have maybe liked to see, you know, I think Milwaukee and Houston on Thursday, again, it's kind of random. Both should be good teams. Both have a ton of star power, so mm-hmm. I understand it completely from that regard. Um, you know, the later game is Clippers-Golden State. Maybe I would have liked to see Houston-Golden State, I think. But, you know, again, that's the issue with them playing on Christmas, so I get not one to double up there. Um, you know, the Friday night is Dallas and New Orleans. That's your young stars game. And I think it shows a lot of, you know, the hype that's going to be real around Dallas this year. They're getting a lot more national attention than they did last year, not just because of Luca, but obviously with the, you know, impending return of Porzingis as well. Even that to me, it's like, all right, you've already shown Zion the love, show the Hawks some loves and their young talent and do a Luca versus Trey again. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Like I I would have loved that. that. I yeah. don't think I, 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 the Hawks don't obviously have anything in the first four that that were highlighted, but it's like I think that could be a really good one. Uh, they they're another young team that I'm just like they're all gelling together. It's going to be a really cool year for them. Maybe it won't result in wins, but um, you know if you're trying to display the young talent and what's coming up, you get that. You get Vince Carter back. Like there's some cool storylines with the Hawks playing maybe the the Mavericks, um, you know, in the first few days. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I don't know if the Hawks are necessarily on that national level yet. I think for us hardcore NBA fans, right. we know what that the Hawks have that breakout potential this year. And I think by the end of the year, they'll maybe be more on that. Uh, maybe they get a couple of games flexed. Um, but because, you know, I, I think Trey Young is on the verge of breaking out if he keeps it up again. You know, I think added to the fact that they've got a lot of talent built around them. Like you could definitely see them making that leap this year. He said that a couple of times on the pod. Um, but I don't know that Atlanta has that because even when Atlanta was I mean, remember what the um, the number one seeded Hawks when it was Corver and Al Horford and that yeah. whole squad with Paul Millsap. I mean, even when they were that good, it didn't feel like they were going to ton of national love. Like, I just don't think the Hawks have ever been that team either, for better or for worse. Yeah, I agree. And and that's, I guess, the struggle I have is trying to remember that we're, we're looking at the NBA with a huge microscope a lot of the times compared to people who, I mean, if you're not talking about the NBA every single day or, or tweeting about it, in theory, you're going to focus on your team, the Kings, the Suns, the whoever, and you're not going to be too worried about other teams or focused enough to realize, hey, the Hawks' young core is really cool and up and coming, and I'm definitely going to have to check them out, you know? Well, the reality is, too, is, is for national games is unless you have 
it, it's always going to be bigger markets and small markets who have that mm-hmm. just force around them. It was it was OKC when they had KD and Westbrook. It's Milwaukee now with Giannis, where it's just like it's must see TV. Dallas again now that they have Luca, Luca's getting that hype around them too. So that brings Dallas, who may you know Dallas is a huge market. Obviously, Dallas is one of the biggest cities in the United States. I don't want to you know act like Dallas is some small backwater place out here, but I'd argue that you know they're not necessarily known as an NBA. I mean, that's Cowboys country. Like they're not necessarily known as an NBA city. So some of the other stuff that was kind of cool um, for TNT and ESPN, the 8 p.m. 10.30 games for TNT. Uh, Tuesday doubleheaders have been re- reduced from nine last season to two this season. So the the later games, which are kind of rough to watch sometimes, uh, are going to be down for TNT. And there will be no 8 p.m. 10.30 Wednesday doubleheaders on ESPN, which is down from 18 last season. Um so I guess the NBA is listening to to at least what I've seen on social media a lot of the hey why are these games going so late comments you know like let's let's get the whole audience involved because you know 10 10:30 start time for it's brutal. for us is rough out here on the east coast is is awful um so that's the other that's the that's the cool part about it is is they're willing to adjust those things apparently they've been working really close with teams and domestic broadcast partners to to you know make that happen and um really just cut down on the time the the later starts for double headers in general i mean there's a lot of stats we could go into they reduced it by 42 percent uh from last season so in general they heard the complaints they're making the adjustments and i'm interested to see how that you know results in in the um it, it, in the start times this year, I'm I'm kind of happy about that. Yeah, no, I'm thrilled about that. Um, you know, guys are trying to get rid of the back to back, so mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that's the that's the biggest complaint from the players that we've had. Yep. Um, just and in I general, think... it is the back to back games is where you know guys have looked at it with injuries and other things like that. Yeah, I think I saw. Um... Back-to-back days will be an all-time low for the fifth straight season. So five seasons in a row, they keep lim- bringing it down and down and down. Uh, they're going to play an average of four back-to-backs in the 2019-2020 uh, 20 season, which is down 36% since 2014-2015. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're also listening to the players' complaints. You, you know, when you talk about, you know, rest and and wanting the players to be playing for every game so that the small markets can still see the big name players like LeBron coming to Memphis or LeBron coming to Orlando there's still a good chance he's going to play because we're not having all these crazy back-to-backs too you know yeah I mean that's the thing is like you complained about load management last year and you know there are ways to get these guys in the games absolutely do it um speaking of travel um, I pulled up the NBA 2019-2020 oh, yeah. miles traveled for each team. Um, so the top five in terms of most traveled will be Utah, Phoenix, Sacramento, Portland, and Boston. Ironically, Boston the only East Coast team in the mix there. Hmm. Um, Utah is the highest. Utah is over 50,000 miles total traveled. Uh, Phoenix is just over that. Sacramento and Portland are just at that 50,000 threshold. Everybody else is a little bit below it. Uh, bottom five in terms of travel. Uh, Detroit is five or fifth lowest, I should say. Uh, then Indy, four. Chicago, three. Philly, two. And Cleveland, number one. That could help. I mean, really looking at it, the only one that I guess would potentially maybe benefit from that is Philly. 
because they're the ones out of that that's going to be legitimately making a run, right? Like, if that helps in any yeah, way. I mean, Indy. I guess you're right, Indy. Uh, that's no slight at Indy. But, you know, that, that helps those teams. But I don't know. I just don't know how much it actually does help. You know what I mean? Like, I get it travels right. a lot, and it, and it can have impacted team, but how how much is that actually going to change when the playoffs start? Like, are they really going to be that much more run down? No, I mean, I think it matters, though. I mean, you've got Utah traveling well yeah. over 50,000 miles, and you've got Cleveland traveling under like under 40. I think it's around 35,000 total. And so I think when it's that much, I mean, you got you got to put it in the bigger spec, uh, you know, perspective picture mm-hmm. here. 15,000 is a lot of time on airplanes, and these guys do spend a lot of time on airplanes. Um, you know, I mean, the bottom of it makes sense just geographically because it's just a division play. I mean, all those great lakes, Midwestern cities are all just kind of around each other. Yeah, Detroit, Chicago, helps. Indianapolis, like Cleveland, they're not that far from each other. Well, I mean, that's what I was that's what I was thinking with like again, obviously just dissecting the Sixers schedule, you look at it and I think it was once or twice where they back to back play the Lakers than the Clippers. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, that's got to be rough. But it makes sense because, like, you're out there. You might as well just get them all done. But, yeah. you know, it's still, it's like, man, that's the ringer for sure. And, and Well, it's that rodeo road trip in Texas, uh-huh. too, that NBA teams have always had the last, I mean, really the last 15, 20 years because all these franchises have been competitive. When you got to go play yeah. San Antonio and Dallas and Houston, it's brutal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It usually doesn't uh, go over well. Something else that's kind of cool, 48 games are going to air in primetime over in Europe, the Middle East, and in Africa. Uh, 24 games on Saturday and Sundays for those regions, which is kind of cool. Again, expanding the NBA out there and, and getting them out to to a larger audience. Yeah, no, I mean, well, and like we said, the NBA is really just they're the they've been the best league at hitting the global game and getting everybody involved. And you know, FIBA tournament coming up to keep that buzz continuing mm-hmm. to go. And we got the Olympics in 2020, so. You know, the NBA is, you know, really hitting it on that front. And, you know, we've seen this, especially the NBA in Africa development recently. We've seen a lot of attention there, um, you know, getting the Middle East involved. Israel's a great basketball market. Um, you know, Iran has produced a couple of NBA players recently. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all in all, I'm kind of pumped about, uh, obviously, the season starting up. And I got beef with the football fans again coming out saying, like, Oh, that's funny. The the NBA thinks we actually care about them when football is literally about to start. And I was like, guys, why can't we just care about all of it? Why do we got to have this? Like, I hate this. Why well, NBA, we... and, NBA and NHL fans do this on the playoffs start at the same time. And yeah. it's like, oh, you can't like, oh, you're like this if you watch the NHL playoffs. And it's like, why? no, you, you guys can watch both. Like, they're both, right. they're great for different reasons. And yeah, the NFL's closer to starting. I'm more, I am more in NFL mode than NBA right. mode right now. The only reason I'm really in NBA mode at all is because we have this podcast. Like, right. we just, you know, that keeps me in NBA mode year round. If not, I'd be just kind of in an NBA break right now, the way I am with NHL. Like, I'm not really thinking about the NHL right now. It's just season's not starting for a little bit. Where football, right. yeah, it is. It's right around the corner. But the, the biggest thing that was confusing to me here is, yo, MLB, what are you doing? The MLB put out their 2020 schedule yesterday, too, which, first off, is kind of amazing because they're obviously still playing this season. Like, we got, yeah. you know. They're already, they're already ahead. There yeah, were a like, lot they're of, getting close to the pennant race, if anything. There was um, fans that were, were like, wait, the NBA is releasing their schedule now and the MLB is already ahead of them with it? And it's like, I mean, you no, know. No, I get that. And, and the MLB just is re- – that's really far. I mean, it's really convenient for everybody hey, who works for the MLB. At the same like, time, at the same time, 
I think it was college football released some of their schedules for next year and they come out with these hey we're gonna play this game at this place in 2028 and I'm like why am I excited about that right now like why would I be excited we're gonna do something I don't even know if I'm gonna be around in 2028 like that's so long from now I mean I hope we are but you know (laughs) I mean I agree but come on well, MLB's the whole year, too, so I think that obviously that process takes a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. MLB, you're talking 162 games compared to 82 mm-hmm. NBA games. Um, but, yeah, it, it is kind of crazy. But, I mean, I, I get both sides of the coin there and, you know, kind of the build up in the summertime for the NBA. I mean, I'm excited that the schedule is out because, you know, obviously I can start picking and choosing which games I'm going to go to, what I'm going to hit up. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like I said, I was, I'm trying to get, um, me, I got media credentialed for the Jaguar games here in Jacksonville, so that's going to be excited, but I'm trying, I'm working, working my angles to get media credentialed for the Orlando Magic games, and uh, might be making some trips down on a Saturday, maybe a, maybe a late Friday night game if I can get out of work early, might be uh, making some moves. Yeah, and they're competitive too, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's obviously... You know, selfishly, it's a much better vibe at Amway than it's been the last couple of years. I mean, Orlando should be battling for a playoff spot again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, MLB, like, just pick another day. It's the thing is, like, I, I feel like these have to you be gotta share planned. It. Yeah. Um, so just, like, make it today. It didn't need to be on that Monday. Like, put it, you make it Tuesday. Make it let, Wednesday. Like, right. Let the NBA have their moment, and then you have your moment, and, and we're all good. Um, I did want to hit this before we get too far away from it. Uh, our buddy Tim tweeted out about the Suns' first five games, and the NBA did them zero favors. They start <laughs> off, they start off playing the Kings, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Jazz, the Warriors. That's their first five. Yep. And it's fun. like again, and this is no slight at the Suns, but m- there's a lot of teams in the NBA the Suns are going to be worried about. But I think Nuggets, Clippers, Jazz, Warriors, any team is going to be worried about having to go through that four right there. And the Kings are a very awesome, respectable team this year who, you know, might be playing for a playoff spot, depending on how much the uh, competition is rised in the, the West there. So I, I when Tim posted that, I was just like, oh, God. You know, yeah. that poor Suns fans, I mean, there's a chance, there's always a chance it happens, but there's a chance you come out of the first five games, you know, 0-5. There's a, there's well, a really there- good chance that happens. The Suns are legitimately going to be better than they were yeah. last year. Like yeah. They kind of were in the second half as much as everybody likes to get those jokes off about Phoenix. Um, well, once it, you become once you become the punching bag like for the season, like you, you just you can't get that off your name almost, you know, like yeah. once you have that vibe for the season, you're stuck with that vibe for the season. Well, they're also just still probably the worst team in the conference. And to me, it's just it's not even a, it, much about them. It's just more of just wow, the the Western Conference is a meat grinder. But, I mean, that's yeah. going to be thing. I think there are going to be plenty of teams that are going to have stretches just like that where, you, you know, you got to play four or five playoff teams on any given night, and the Western teams are going to beat up on each other. Like, that's the one advantage, I think, the contenders in the Eastern Conference, we've been saying it, are going to have when you look at, you know, Milwaukee and Philly and Indy and even, like, Boston and Toronto are going to have this year. Did you see what Alex Len uh, said about Phoenix? No. So let me just pull up the highlight so I get it right. So Bright Side of the Sun, the guys, Tim, all of them have this posted uh, two days ago. So um, shout out to those guys if you want to hear in depth about it, you know, check them out. But they posted, Alex Len believes the Suns ruined the first few years of his career. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. There are a lot of young guys. Like the Suns just... It's, it hasn't worked out for a lot of their young guys recently. 
Um, you know, Booker has been the exception, obviously. Um, DeAndre Ayton, I think, is almost too talented for him to not work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at their, you know, whether it's we'll see what Dragon Bender does this year, first year out of there, same with Josh Jackson. But, you know, there have been a number of players who have gone through there recently who it doesn't feel like have been developmental success stories. Now, again, I, I don't think Alex Len is is, you know, he is what he is at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he's a backup center at best. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Phoenix had a lot of issues. Well, and, and I think. You could probably argue for every NBA team that some young player that came in didn't get the correct development, and it may have stunted their career or held their career back, or they were thrown into the fire too quick. Like, for me, when I think of the Sixers, the first person that comes to my mind, and maybe you'll disagree with me, but remember KJ, uh, was it McDaniels? Yeah, KJ McDaniels. Like, he came out and was like, oh my god, this guy's going to be amazing, and then he got traded, and we never heard from him again. So I think it was almost like he got thrown into the fire so quick and had like a really quick burst. And then maybe it's on the—I think he went to the Rockets. Maybe it's on the Rockets that brought him in and didn't develop him anymore. But or maybe it's on the Sixers for uh, you know letting him walk or, or go and not being developed as much. So I like to me, I feel like. There are many NBA players, maybe in Alex Len's situation, like that was in a similar situation that just wasn't developed because you weren't the primary focus of the, that team at that moment. Um, you know, so that's just that's just how I feel about it. Um, obviously, an interesting uh, interesting comment, and you know, now that he's on the Hawks, I guess he's willing to say that. But I don't know if you say that if you're still on the team, right? Well, it's all about, well, no, of course not. It's all about <laughs> situations. I mean, different young guys develop in, yeah. in different places. I mean, even it, it really just depends. I mean, look at Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry bounced around the league for quite a long time before he, you know, hit the success that he did in Toronto. Um, you know, just guys thrive in different situations. KJ McDaniels, like, KJ McDaniels was weird with the Sixers because it, it was a little contentious always from the start because he never signed the, the hinky special yeah. that they loved and that yeah. all those other guys signed. Um, he wanted more money up front because he was a higher pick. I mean, KJ McDaniels was like a 32, I think. But the thing with KJ is that he just like, I mean, he was at like four or five different franchises. Like at that point, when you bounce around to that many, you start just having questions about it. Like as much as I mm-hmm. love New Orleans Noel, because I don't think he was done any favors. Like that'd be the one who I think really got stunned yeah. by our development yeah. with just not getting the playing time that he probably should have had and that he frankly deserved out of the gate, especially once they took Okafor. Um, and I think, I mean, maybe you can argue with Okafor too. Maybe Okafor develops in New Orleans and that ends up being the situation where, you know, he turns his career around. Yep. I mean, it, it's got him enough to get another contract this year. So, I mean, there are always guys like that. It, it just depends where you are. So the other thing we wanted to talk about, the uh, Rich Paul rule, uh, the NBA, which this happened the other day for us, the NCAA has amended its um, – certification requirements saying that you need a bachelor's degree. Uh, there was a whole bunch of other things, but I think the bachelor's degree the, is the one that everyone kind of focused on. Um, when when they first announced that this was happening, uh, how do you feel? Like, do you feel like this was specifically to stop Rich Paul to like, you know, what are your feelings on the move? Obviously they've taken it back. So that's cool. But you know, what do you feel about it? Well, I, I have a couple of ta- big takeaways from it is, is one is that, 
you know, I don't think it was necessarily. And Rich said this in that op-ed in the Athletic, which he wrote the other day. Um, I don't think this was necessary. It wasn't going to stop Rich Paul. Like Rich Paul's established. Rich Paul's got superstars. Right. Like he's already doing his work. Like he's there's nothing they can do at this point. It's going to stop the next Rich Paul because Rich Paul famously he's not a four year college degree. That's that and that's where it felt targeted. Is where, you know, Rich Paul comes from an area where. They didn't have it easy growing up. There, right. there are a lot of kids who don't have the resources to go to college and who don't have that. I mean, college is expensive, spoiler mm-hmm. alert. And unless you're getting a scholarship and a lot of kids aren't getting athletic scholarships, they're not getting certain things. You may not even have that opportunity coming from somewhere like where Rich Paul comes from. And so it prevents someone like him from getting to that level. Whether, you know, it doesn't matter who, I mean, that's a poor thing too. It, mm-hmm. That's, I mean, obviously it's going to affect a number of minority communities. And, but I mean, that it's the same thing with, you know, poor white people as well to that extent where it's, you know, if you don't have the resources to have a college degree and what Rich Paul is saying is that you don't necessarily need that to succeed in this business. And I, I think that's a greater point about college in general is that there are a lot of businesses where you don't need a college degree, where hands-on experience, networking, uh, you know, getting in touch with the right people, getting practical experience is right. way more realistic and important to you and way more representative of how you can do the job than just having a four-year degree is and and having a piece of paper is and so i think that was everyone's point right away is you know it it was targeted towards poor people who may not have those who may not have the same advantages as other people and it's keeping you know that quote-unquote elite NBA agency circle to a certain level of people and you're just keeping it the same club and not letting people in. I mean, my biggest takeaway from just this offseason in general, too, is like, you know, Rich Paul's got, you know, we, we make this joke all the time is like, who's got the juice? Rich Paul has all of it. Oh, all yeah. of the juice. Oh, I mean, yeah. he put that op-ed up and they changed that rule within six <laughs> hours. You know, he, he and LeBron just with their combo and what they've done is, is you know, they have. They've shaken the industry up. And the thing is with Rich is you have to respect it at this point when because it, it's not just LeBron. You've got Ben Simmons. You've got Tristan Thompson. You've got, you know, the work that he's doing with uh, with Darius Baisley in, in the high school kid and getting him his money overseas and now going here like – You may not always have to like Rich Paul and you can say that you didn't like the way they handled the Anthony Davis situation. And like, look, it's not always perfect, but oh boy, you got to respect it. And I, you know, sometimes you got to shake it up a little bit. Some, every system needs to get shaken up once in a while. I, I agree with you. They were, uh, you know, obviously Rich Paul has his connections and, and is, uh, I don't want to say imposing his will, but, you know, helping players go to where they want, which is what you're, as an agent, that's what you're supposed to do, right? You Like, right. you are supposed to help the player go where they want to go. So Yeah, you're supposed to help your client. Right. So I don't have any problem with it. Um, I was surprised at LeBron's comments when, when that was all going on, and obviously uh, it's already been taken away, which is good. So I, I agree with you. It, it felt weird. Uh, that they were LeBron was just that. saying what we all knew. Rich has got to be a businessman and he's got to be a professional about it. And he's right. got to tell you to go F yourself in a polite, like articulate op-ed. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Dead serious? That's like rule number one. I think that they need to teach in schools is like how to, in a professional way, tell somebody to F off. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, it's really not easy. Like I've had it happen a few times where I'm like in an email, like typing up, listen here, like this is what it is. I'm about to do this. And I go, okay, I can't send that, delete it. And then say, per our last conversation, <laughs> you know, like 
Like this is what we got to do. You got to you got to uh, you got to fancy it up a little bit and and tweak it to not be so real or in a way that it will actually offend somebody. It's an art form. It really is. Some people are really good at it, and that stresses me out. No, I mean you know, shout out to Rich. I mean, what LeBron said best: you just gotta stay woke, see mm-hmm. what's going on. It's time for hot takes from Reddit. Ah, right. <laughs> hot take number one. Shout out to, oh wow, I can't say his name. That's a that's a dirty word. So uh, <laughs> we will not say his name. Um, but it's it's funny. Just know that um, he posts. The L.A. Lakers and Boston Celtics will not play each other on a Tuesday during this season, which means LeBron will not face Taco Fall on a Taco Tuesday. Sadly, there will be no Taco memes. Taco Bell is probably pissed AF right now. I love that. First (laughs) off, I love that we just generally have gotten to the point and assumed – that uh, Taco Ball is going to make the Celtics roster. Right. We're just like, this. it's happening. It's and I am rooting for Taco, by the way. Right. I want Taco to Ball to make the Celtics roster. Like, I, he's a great kid. I really hope it works out. But uh, that is that is funny. Could, what, someone said, what would be more exciting, LeBron dunking on Taco Fall on a Taco Tuesday or Ben Simmons hitting a three? <laughs> Oh, Ben Simmons hit a three. Come on. For sure. <laughs> ben, the NBA Twitter is going to break when Ben Simmons finally hits a three-pointer. Someone uh, someone posted that. Man, I I just want him to make a shot. Uh, someone posted a, a picture of Ben Simmons and how many threes he's made and says, retweet this if you have as many uh, career NBA threes as Ben. And I was I just like, we, damn it. <laughs> no, we we, still, we do, though. It's It's crazy. It's like, please, Ben, just make a shot, man. Just make it. Just make one, and we'll be good. Yeah. Take number two. This is not schedule related. Um, this is more. I'm, I'm, I'm going to end it. Oh, we're going to end it on an inspirational note. Um, Sergi Baca. Uh, I, it's just more of a video. Uh, but Sergi Baca was back in the Congo with uh, the NBA Finals trophy. Uh, you know, he was literally in the Congo. He was talking about he was begging for leftovers there 15 yeah. years ago. Uh, you know, he's back. He's eating a full meal. Um, with know, with uh, the with the trophy with the trophy in his homeland, um, you know, Serge has always been you know one of those class acts in the NBA for a long time. Um, you know, I, I think he said when the Raptors won the title, I think he I, I said that he and Mark Gasol were the two right away that I was just instantly the most happiest for. Um, and I guess Lowry too. La- like Lowry annoys me as a Sixers fan, but the thing is, he's from Philly, so like you got to yeah. root for it. Like he's the Eagles training camp, so it's like eh, Nova you know. kid, man. The yeah. Villanova ties. Um, but yeah, so they um, but yeah, that's just a uh, you know, it's really cool seeing Ibaka back there, and you know, he's he's got a Ibaka's web series has always been really cool too. If you want to watch that, um, though I'm I'm not eating beef penis with Serge Ibaka. Sorry, bud. If you ever want to have us on, like I'm down, <laughs> but uh, I don't know about all that. We can uh, we can try the uh, hot dog ice cream sandwich together. I think I might rather eat beef penis, actually. Oh, dude, what? I think I'm, I would. Hey. I'm re- oh, we got to pull up. No, we got to do it now. <laughs> no. Oh, man, I got oh, oh, boy. We're going to tell the ledge on Facebook as well. I'm this going to like. clip that. That happened at 42 minutes in. I'm going to clip <laughs> that. I'd rather have beef penis. Right I, there, I, that is. <laughs> <laughs> that will be my ringtone when you call me now. 
That's literally what that will say. Is this payback for the Justin challenge four years later? It might be. Here's the thing, man. Uh, I've learned from especially the ESPN station because we have so many clips of myself, Brent, Austin, whoever, talking about something that just sounds way too sexual out of context, and we made sure to clip it, and we just have it as like a saved file on on the drive and when we just want to laugh we just hit them all and hit play oh yeah we used to do we do that in news occasionally where mm-hmm. we'll clip something ridiculous that we say um i if we had interns for this podcast and one day hopefully we'll have interns for this podcast <laughs> and get to that level but i would i'd go back and listen to our episodes and clip little things and little funny goofs and go screw back. ups that we had oh, but man. yeah that's just it's a lot of work. You'd be surprised with this video. Uh, if you want to hear us screw up, because the video makes it so that we can't really screw up and uh, yeah. less editing options. So if you really want to hear us screwing up, yeah, and and the raw version essentially, you got to find the YouTube page uh, on on lineups on on YouTube. But um, we'll end it with this because while you were doing your hot take, I started laughing. Uh, uh, Johnny, who I guess is a Knicks fan, commented on the post about the Taco Tuesday, said, the number one thing that would make NBA Twitter literally jizz their pants is if Taco blocks LeBron and yelled Taco Tuesday while wagging the Matumbo finger. Oh, I think yeah. NBA would explode. Yeah, he would. If he yelled, if he, if he went to, to the LeBron, Taco. Go Tuesday. If he did that, wagging the finger. Oh, just cancel the game. It's done. It's, it's what done. would LeBron do? With like LeBron would have to fight him. Like you'd have no, to fight. No, you'd no, have no. To you don't fight. have to fight him at all. You just gotta give it up. You gotta. No, respect you the have to fight. You have to throw down right there and then that. No, you gotta you're go LeBron at it. James. You're nope. nobody's worried about nope. that. You just gotta let. Ta- that's Taco's greatest moment. Now that said, Boston, they need to build a statue outside of the Garden immediately. No, nope. if that happens, malice at the palace. Just start fighting everybody. Take on the entire crowd. Like. You just have to take everybody on at that point. I like the Celtics team way too. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but like oh, I like the Celtics way too much for for a Sixers fan. Like I like this iteration of them, I should say. And then they're gonna come out. I mean, here's the thing with them: they're gonna come out. They got something to prove this year, so they're definitely like don't don't. I don't think people are sleeping on them, but don't sleep on them because they got something to prove this year, and they're gonna make a point to do it. So. Yeah, them. It's, Toronto, I feel like, is is the most slept on in the Eastern team right now. Like, I think people think Toronto is going to just plummet out of the playoffs. I also wonder how much uh, Indy's being slept on. I mean, a lot of people are talking about how they should be good coming back, but I don't think we we're actually it's having the. Mark. Yeah, I don't think we're actually having the like. No, they really could. I mean, you know, it just depends. Like, we got it. We got to see it from Oladipo. Mm-hmm. I I All agree. Right. So that's really the last thing we promise. <laughs> yeah, as we tease the last thing like three times. I think we've done enough dancing for today. So why don't we dance Wednesday? Be a star side. Okay, well, I'm out of here. Get in the hole. Hey. Hey. Let's go while we're young. All right, all right. I think they get the point. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.